Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Wednesday morning. Key's watching on TV. Some lasers being thrown by Aaron Rodgers, a member of the 400 touchdown club, the 50,000 yard passing. Every time Zubin Key's like, I just wish I had had one of them. I had one. I had two. Benny. I had Benny for one and I had Brad for one, but I needed, you know, 11 years. Give me that dude. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. They sitting out there just delivering them cakes. No doubt about it. Hands this is off. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're asking you this morning, simply put, of these three NFC quarterbacks, Rodgers, Breeze, Wilson, who is most likely to win their second Super Bowl this season? We ran off some of the stats on Rodgers for the Lifetime Achievement Award, if you will, but we're talking 2020 season. Drew Brees eligible to return as early as Sunday when the Eagles will start Jalen Hurts, when remains to be seen who the Saints will start. It could be Drew Brees, could be Taysom Hill, and obviously Russell Wilson getting the Seahawks out to their best start in franchise history. But as I've heard many analysts say, you can't make unbelievable plays 16 times over 17 weeks. Sometimes those things even out. We'd love to hear from you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or just tweet us one word. Rogers, tweet, tweet us Brees, tweet us Wilson. Of the three, who's likely to hoist the Lombardi most likely this February? Key, who's it going to be? Remember when you're tweeting and doing all that, NFC. Don't give me another conference. Um, I would say Drew Brees. I would say Drew Brees. He's going to be rested. Hopefully they start Taysom Hill against the Eagles, rest him up some more, get him ready for the playoff run, rest it. Give him – Give him that game before the playoffs that you need to clinch the the, the entire deal for the first round bye. Um, he's older. This may be it before he goes into television, or he may play another year. But I believe Rodgers and Wilson they have more time. This is this is a certainly a breeze situation. Um, I like their chances. They've been they've been close the last three years. Whether it was the Minnesota Miracle, whether it was the blind ref uh, 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 in the Rams game, whatever. <laughs> what? Man, that referee was standing right there looking at the damn play, man. How you go? You looking? I'm looking right at. I'm looking right at you, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, that's not Jay Will." I'm looking at you. Who else is it? That's how I felt watching that. Like you're looking right at the play. How could you not? But anyway. They've been close the last couple years. You're right. The Minnesota Miracle in the divisional game, they'll never let that one go. The NFC Championship game debacle, which led to a rule change, which didn't work. And then Kirk Cousins getting his first playoff win, going down to the Dome and winning in dramatic fashion. They're due. It kind of so, feels yeah, like it, they're it, due. It, it, and I think, it, I think they're due. And, and I just, I think they're due. So I, I, I think it starts with Breeze, then Rodgers, then Wilson. I want to see Drew Breeze get it because of all those scenarios you guys just properly articulated. Just 41 years old, and, and Zubin, 11, 11 rib fractures. 11. Right. We thought is that it was something fun? you just bounce back from and you're back to your normal self? I, I know Drew Brees is tough, but because of that, I, I think I have to go with A.A. Ron first because of 11 rib fractures. I don't know how he will come back. And B, I know he's serviceable. I know he's still one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen for Drew Brees, but I'm just. I'm not a doctor, but I know how sometimes things can be characterized, identified when it comes to injuries. I had a little twist in my finger. They said it was broke. It was done. I was going in a cast. I'm going to be out forever. Nothing was wrong with me. So I don't know if it's 
11 fractures to the point where he can't play football again, or if it's just 11 cracks that, that can heal over time as we see. I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, but I just know when you hear 11, it certainly sounds painful. Yes. But he's cleared to come back. He's off IR now. So well, it couldn't have been. Well, a lot of guys, you can make nah, it. No, but it couldn't have been. You get cleared to come back doesn't mean that you're in the position that you're going to be well when you play. Well, that's why I said give him more time. He doesn't need to come back today. Remember, they got four more weeks. That's true. And Taysom Hill is playing well enough to get past the Eagles. Just saying it takes one crack the wrong way for those ribs to become a little bit more. Hey, uh, put a flap jacket on, man. It'll be all right. That's the difference between basketball players and football well. players. Y'all mess around and oh, crack I, a nail and y'all done for oh, 10 oh, years. Oh, I know. I'm soft. Yeah, it's guaranteed money. I'm good. <laughs> See, I don't even want you on my team because all you caring about is the money. It's guaranteed money. I'm good. Uh, no, I'm just We're joking trying to with win you a because... championship, man. Oh, come on, man. Stop getting emotional. Stop frowning nah, your eyebrows because, like that. Because what? Because that's the NBA. What's the NBA? Fake fighting, and I'm always hurt, and I can't play. Even Y'all be though- hitting each other with helmets on. How's that real fighting? Well, those are fools, though, right there. <laughs> that ain't. I wouldn't do that. I'm waiting for you to take his helmet off. <laughs> now, listen, I can't load, manager. I got to keep going. We got to get to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Shoot, Zubin, just shoot. <laughs> so we're asking this morning on the Twitter feed and on the phone, if you want to hit us up, which of these NFC quarterbacks is most likely to win his second Super Bowl this year? Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, the early leader in the clubhouse. I feel like Steve Kornacki here. With 63% of precincts reporting, they are saying Aaron Rodgers. However, That's because they haven't seen Drew Brees lately. Not that we want to go uh, get more Key, get more emotional here, but Key, uh, at Imply Notifier, mm. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a fancy, <laughs> in, at Imply Notifier. Just notify. Uh, I, I'm going to imply here that he may not be watching too much NFL. He hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Yes. Uh, he said we screwed up the question. His response, three NFC quarterbacks, who's got the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Um, Where's Mahomes? Shake my head. How did we screw so, up the question? We, we said uh, NFC. NFC. We did not say, and I... Preference, when you came out of break and you read everything, I said, please do not mention any other conference. This is what's wrong with sports talk radio. They hear what they want to hear. Tell them why you're mad, Key. Go ahead. Because it's ridiculous. You get this all the time. That's not what the man said. The man did not not say anything about the AFC. We understand, Patrick. Okay, I tell you what. Stick around. In a minute, we'll put one together for the AFC so that you feel better. Don't let that, your blood pressure get too high. I'm God. proud of you. I'm proud of you right there. Because that was a big boy it, move. It, I know. Not, it, it, Don't it let other people crazy. affect your mood, though, Key. You all right? It, I'm, I'm fine, but it's crazy. We said nothing about the AFC or Patrick Mahomes. Three names. Rogers, Preeze, Wilson. NFC. We did not say Carr. We did not say Cam. We did not say Mahomes. Uh, uh. We didn't say any Lamar. None of that. Let's like, see what what are you hearing? <laughs> Let's see what the fellas think <laughs> as we go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Uh-oh. Mean Gene is joining us on ESPN yes. Radio. I don't know if this is Mean Gene Okerlund, but he's calling from is Memphis. No, he's not. Oh, okay. Rest in peace, Mean Gene Okerlund. But we are going to Memphis, the home of Jerry the King Lawler. What do you got, Mean Gene? Pick one of the three. Mean Come Gene. Come on, Mean Gene. Come oh. on, be there. Maybe he didn't like us. Hey, hey Mean Gene, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. How you doing? Good morning. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I want to say, uh, first of all, man, it's, it's a pleasure, man, uh, talking with the great Keyshawn, giving the damn ball, Johnson, and Jay Dribble Williams. And then you got Superman Hente. Hey, man, y'all the best in the business. But listen, I really feel like uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, has a chip on his shoulder. He wants a little respect. 
and he's gonna he may be the guy of those three to hold up the Lombardi trophy. But I'm a Steelers fan, so I say Big Ben, my guys. But I go with Aaron Rodgers on the NFC side. What y'all think? Yeah, that, I mean Aaron Rodgers is a great choice. There's no question about it. And the way he's playing right now, I mean he could just wind up playing in Tampa for the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes or Big Ben. There's no question about it. There's no, I guess when you, there's no wrong answer to any of these guys. There's no question about it. I just think that the way that the Saints ended the last three seasons and where Drew Brees is rested up, you know, there's a lot of questions on what his arm was like first half of the season. Oh, he's not zipping the ball as well. Well, now his arm has been rested here for several weeks. I don't Just worried to... about Drew Brees. I mean, we talk about those ribs. Are they smoked? Are they well done? <laughs> they seem like they're still a little bit medium rare right now, Key. I need him just to let let him cook a little bit longer. A couple weeks. Yeah, okay. You don't need him right now. I don't want to get you more upset, but if we modified this question, we could actually say, you know, Russell Wilson should already have two. Well, that Daryl Bevel, you could ask him in Detroit (laughs) what that was about. Run the ball at the goal line, fellas. Run the the ball ball. to to Lynch, man. What are you doing? (laughs) That's another one. They're never going to live down. On the way, when you give over $100 million to Carson Wentz and he falls flat on his face, Ouch. if you're another GM, would what happened in Philly make you very, very skeptical about giving your young quarterback big-time money? We'll talk about that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus. Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. You heard there from former Eagles quarterback Doug Peterson, now, of course, the team's head coach. And then right after that, Carson Wentz going with the old, right out of the playbook, as Key likes to say, it's out of my control. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. So what does a Super Bowl champion Ryan Clark think about that? We'll talk about that in about 15 minutes or so with him. We'll also get into Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Action Jackson back in action last night after a 15-day layoff. Big win over the Dallas Cowboys. Big contract for Carson Wentz, fellas. I want to run through some numbers. We've been talking so much about Wentz this week and after the disastrous performance against uh, the Packers on Sunday. We haven't really dug into the numbers. So let me reel off some numbers. I want you guys to hear, Jay, you're always into the business of sports. I want mm-hmm. you to hear these well, numbers. What about me? No, for sure. <laughs> You've done okay in your post-football life. I said okay. He good made to, a lot more money than me. He good was, to very good. Good to very good. What? What do you mean? <laughs> telling people that. That's when people start. No, no. Okay. So here's the deal. We're setting this up because there's a lot of young quarterbacks that could get a big-time extension. They've looked yes. really good out of the gate the way Wentz did. But can you keep that play going? So here we go. Carson Wentz, 
is signed for four years, $128 million. Obviously, that's not totally guaranteed, but the deal is at four years, $128 million. He is due $34 million next year. That would be the fifth highest salary in the NFL. If they cut him, Key has mentioned this before, the $59 million dead cap hit. There would also be an additional $25 million salary cap hit, which makes cutting him virtually untenable. We should mention next year, this is important, the salary cap will be $176 million or so. That's going to be down 11% because of all the coronavirus and the lack of fans. Here's the interesting number. On the third day, on the third day of the league year, the league doesn't go in January, it usually is March, he will get a roster bonus on the third day of the league year. That roster bonus, if he's still on the roster, on about March 20th, will be $10 million. The Eagles are in financial hell right now with Carson Wentzke. So and, and what, that ha- what happens in that situation is there's three things that's there, right? You got the accelerated cap, you got the salary, and you got the $10 million that's due the third day of the league year. Right. So now you got to sit back if you Howie Roseman in, in the capologist and all that and figure out where the poison is at. How can we kind of navigate and lessen our poison? And that's the tough part about situations like this. You say to yourself, okay, can we push the $34 million uh, uh, not the 34, the 50, 50, whatever it is, 59. $59 million dead money. Can we push it off uh, until 2022? What happens if we push some of it in 2021, some of it in 2022? What happens? Can we split it? What are the numbers? But then you got to make that decision before you give him a $10 million roster bonus. Because once you give him the $10 million roster bonus, cash in the pocket. Do you want to pay $10 million to make a decision, help you prolong a decision that you need to make before the start of the regular football season and training camp if you've made a decision to move on from him? So it's all these monies in these pots, Jay Will, that is sitting there that they've got to now figure out how to divvy up to not hurt the long-term goals of the team. Hmm. Um, I don't – I personally don't think that – you move on from him. You make him battle with Jalen Hurts next year. And even if it costs you $34 million, it costs you $34 million. You, you, on the, you already gave him whatever it is that he's already received from you, which is probably a majority of the hundred-plus million dollars of guaranteed money. He's probably received the majority of that. So now you say to yourself, okay, we're going to have a quarterback competition this offseason. We're going to have a quarterback competition in training camp. And now these two guys are going to prove to us that one of them deserve to be the starting quarterback. That's how I would handle it if I'm the general manager. I'm not ready to throw him away, but I'm certainly putting him on notice. You could break down the cap better than I could. I don't have that experience. But I, I do want to go back to something that Zubin said before we went to our last break. He, saw, he said Carson Wentz fell flat on his face this season. Um no, the Philadelphia Eagles fell flat on their face, right? And I, I'm sitting here saying Ryan Tolner, who's the agent for Carson Wentz, I'm giving him a standing ovation. Carson and Jared, by the way. <laughs> oh, 
Carson and Jerry. And, and Marcus Mariota. Wow. And Big Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. Get it, Ryan. I'm just saying, if you're sitting there watching, you're, okay, Carson Wentz should be sending a dear uh, thank you letter to Nick Foles for getting him his money to a degree because Nick Foles is the one that won a championship. Now, I know Carson Wentz did a good job getting them to that point, but Nick Foles is the one that got the job done. I, it's just, I think that's a huge indictment on the Eagles more so than Carson Wentz. Well, what the Eagles did in this situation is they didn't necessarily, it wasn't a panic move. What happened was they said that he showed enough which he did, he showed enough to not necessarily get a contract extension, but when you show enough to an organization that you're going to be their future, now they show their hand, the organization. And the organization says to the uh, the agent who's smart enough to say, hey, let's try to get a deal done now Mm -hmm. because the other guy in L.A. who we represent is going to get a deal done here in the next week. We may want to try to get a deal done because if we don't get this deal done, those numbers are going to go up. So the organization is looking at it and saying through 12 games throughout the season who led us to the Super Bowl was Nick Foles. But if it wasn't for Carson Wentz putting us in position for a home field advantage throughout the playoffs, we probably wouldn't have never got to the Super Bowl. He showed flashes. He's great. His deal is almost up. We can do it early on a discount opposed to later, which will cost you more money. Mm. And then they say, okay, Jared Goff's deal's done. Let, let's, let's just do a deal similar to Jared Goff. Because if you wait, now that deal from the average $30 million or whatever it is, now could become $40 million in a cap situation in the International Football League, unlike baseball or some of these other leagues, you now are eating up a large portion of that cap on one position if you wait. It really will hurt you. And, and so they yeah. said, okay, we think he's worth it. We'll do it. You're right. The old quarterback saying essentially is who's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. The guy that's up for a salary next. That's how it works. Everybody just passes another. When Wentz signed and then Russell Wilson just goes that's, on that's and on. That's pretty and on. much at every single position. Fair enough. So let's talk about this. Let's use the Wentz failure right now as a residual moving forward. Young guy, ton of promise at the beginning, then hit a patch of adversity that to this point he has not been able to overcome in 2020. So how does Wentz and getting the money as a young guy and failing at this particular stage affect some of these other guys that soon enough are going to be up for extensions? Let's go guy by guy, team by team, front office by front office for some of these other young studs. Totally understanding these decisions are made independent of Carson Wentz. I don't think these guys are worried about what Wentz is doing, but it does give you pause. It does give you pause. It's a ton of money. Remember, Wentz, $107 million in guarantee. So here we go. Baker Mayfield. Right now, from what you've seen, the cautionary tale of Wentz, understanding these are two totally different dudes in the vacuum. Baker Mayfield, up for some big-time money soon, from what you've seen so far, bullish or bearish? I, I would have to sit tight right now. Um, I have some protections in place. My protections on Baker Mayfield is I, uh, his option year. I don't know what the number number is, $25 million or whatever. I'm, I'm just throwing a number out there. Don't hold me to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to uh, exercise a fifth-year option. And then after I exercise a fifth-year option, I'm going to see where he's at. And then once that's there, I'll make a decision – after his fifth year, what I want to do because I have protections in place. I have franchise tags in place. If I franchise tagging in his sixth year, that number rises to 30 plus million dollars. Is he worth 30 plus million? 
Okay, let's assume that he is. Okay, great. He didn't work out the six year. I cut bait. He works out the six year. We can't get a long term deal done. I'll franchise him the seventh year. And if he decides to hold out, so be it. So Baker was the first pick of his draft. The final pick of the first round was Lamar Jackson. They sort of bookended the first round. Pick one, pick 32. What do you think about Lamar? I, I like Lamar. Um, I try to get a deal done with Lamar, but not at the level that the quarterback market may be. Because I can't what? put Which it, is what, Key? What do you think that man, will be? That's that Deshaun. That's that Deshaun. That's that Patrick Mahomes. That's that 35-ish, $40 million range. I'm not willing to go there with that. I, I'm willing to pay him high 20s, really, really low 30s. That's where I would pay a Lamar Jackson. I keep him right around where Wentz is at, right around golf in that kind of category. Little less than Deshaun, but a, a smidget more than Wentz in, in, um, in golf. A smidget, a sliver more. So those guys. That's just me. But yeah. doesn't mean I ain't hating on his money. That's still a lot of money. Just say that's just what I would do if I was running the cap for them. Okay, so Wentz and Goff in the 2016 draft. These guys rounding out the 2018 draft. So you heard Key's thoughts on Baker and Lamar Jackson. Third guy here is Josh Allen. And real quick before you answer, when it comes to Baker and Allen, especially Allen, I know you can't pay for nostalgia and I know you can't pay for emotions, but there is something about the fact that the fan base really believes that, like, I think this is our guy. I don't know that about Baker. Lamar's obviously unanimous MVP. He's had a little bit of a dip. But with Josh Allen, there seems to be something about we've been waiting for the next Jim Kelly forever. I'm not saying he's Jim Kelly. He's not going to play in four straight Super Bowls likely. But there's just something about everybody in Buffalo feeling like, Hey, hey, Buffalo. This is the guy. And if this is the guy, sign him. Yeah, I'm going to treat him like I treat Lamar. You're You're not getting Patrick Holmes. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott money when Dak's up and his deal's done. But I can pay you a sliver, a sliver above Lamar Jackson. Just a sliver. But that's me. When you look at it. um, Not giving him Aaron Rodgers money, man, please. You got to do something to earn that money, right? But he has done things. He's kind of re-energized the fan base, re-energized the team. He's certainly playing out of his mind. He has them getting ready to win the division, but I can't give him 35 plus million. It's just, I, I can't do it. We saw him in that wild card game. It was a valiant effort, but some boneheaded mistakes down the way. But look, the bills missed the playoffs for 17 straight years. They missed the playoffs for 17 straight years. And now it sort of feels like, it could be their division for the taking. That's quite the move to make. But here I could get creative. Over the course of time, you know, some incentives, some th- I can get creative. Different things that keep bumping you up over yeah, time. I could get creative, but I'm not giving you that crazy money like that. Mm. We'll see. So Mayfield, Jackson, and Allen are out there. We'll see if they get the Wentz treatment at the bank, not on the field. Let's roll the Sports Center, and then a Super Bowl champions on the way. Now on fourth and two, Jackson in the pistol. He'll keep it, runs up the middle, big hole, 30, 20, nobody there, Lamar Jackson, 10, 5, touchdown, Ravens. Fourth and two, and he takes it to the house. A 38-yard touchdown run for Lamar Jackson, who comes off the COVID list and finds the end zone in the final minute of the opening quarter. And you found that call on WBALAM. 1090. It's the Ravens' first win in over a month, believe it or not. Lamar back 
After the COVID situation, they double up Dallas 34-17. Short week, they got the Browns on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Remember week one, Baltimore 38, Cleveland 6. But uh, the Browns look like a different team than in week one, obviously. That's for sure. For sure, the CFP rankings rock solid at the top. For the four you care about, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, 1, 2, 3, 4. A&M is at five on the outside looking in, just edging by Florida by virtue of their head-to-head win over the Gators. You know the deal with Ohio State and Michigan. It's off. That was announced yesterday by Michigan AD Ward Manuel. He had a busy day. He also said he was going to talk with Jim Harbaugh after the season ends to discuss any type of an extension for Harbaugh. Who knows when the season will end. As you know, Michigan's off to a miserable start. They're 2-4. and four. Did you say extension? Yeah, possible. Harbaugh's contract runs out at the end of next season, so you don't want to make him a lame duck sort of coach. We should also mention early signing day where all the big-time studs can sign next week is upon us. And if they need dudes to help close the gap with Ohio State, they need to know when I come to Ann Arbor, Jim Harbaugh is going to be my coach. Sports Center is brought to you by Merrill. With Merrill Guided Investing, you have the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Get started at BarrelEdge.com slash investing goals. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker and dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. And it's a pleasure to have Ryan Clark join us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. The Super Bowl champion, good morning. I want to get your thoughts on the suddenly back on track. I understand who the opponent was yesterday, but the suddenly back on track Baltimore Ravens. What do you got? What do you see? Well, listen, man, if the Cowboys defense was a vaccination for bad offenses, <laughs> it would be I me mean, for bad offenses. It would be the exact thing we need to get rid of COVID because the Cowboys defense cures all else. Like when you play against this team and you can run the football, we saw it against the Cleveland Browns and we've seen it against some other teams. You can have a lot of success against the Dallas Cowboys. So basically the Baltimore Ravens came out and did what they had to do. And now you look forward to the rest of the season. Obviously you have the Bengals, you have the Jaguars, but you also have the Cleveland Browns. You also have the New York Giants that are suddenly a very competitive and tough team to play as they lead the NFC East. And this is about making the playoffs for the Ravens. It doesn't matter if they played better last night. It doesn't matter if we could see them being a better team going forward. If you have the reigning MVP, if you have Super Bowl aspirations at the beginning of the season and you end up not making the playoffs, that is a failure. And so to me, it's good that they got back on track. They got some people back healthy that were able to play in this game that weren't able to play in last. Obviously, Mark Andrews has to come off the COVID reserve list as we're going forward but if you don't beat the Cleveland Browns if you don't beat the New York Giants and the playoffs start with seven teams and one of those teams aren't the Baltimore Ravens for John Harbaugh for that organization this entire year is a failure do they make the playoffs Ryan with all that being said I don't think so I don't think so I I think they ended up they end up being on the outside looking in probably that eighth team. And, you know, obviously it depends on what some other teams do. But I believe that the Cleveland Browns beat them. And I think the New York Giants are going to give the Baltimore Ravens all that they can handle. And to me, if they lose two more games, they find themselves right on the edge, sitting at home watching the playoffs with us. RC, how surprised were you watching your Pittsburgh Steelers take the L against the Washington football team on Monday night? 
I was surprised. I, I thought the game would be close. I, I said it would be close. But I thought at the end of the game that the Pittsburgh Steelers would make the critical situational football plays to win. And you go back into that game. It's 17-17 key. Obviously, Alex Smith and the Washington football team get the offense rolling in the second half. But the Pittsburgh ha- Steelers have third and one and fourth and one. They throw a quick sprint out to Juju Smith-Schuster. That pass is broken up. And then they decide to go empty formation and throw a back shoulder sluggo to Anthony McFarlane, who is just third running back also only has five catches on the year you fast forward that now you have a a third down situation for Alex Smith and the Washington football team and they go to a slot fade or a Taiwan route to Cameron Sims and they hit it with a one-handed catch and a perfect throw and the Washington football team made the plays to win that game the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't lose it but key when you look at the Steelers it's about how do you fare against the AFC's elite If you can't run the football, if you continue to lose important pieces on defense, I think this is an 11-0 team that starts the season that may end up losing two or three more games down the road and actually go into the playoffs limping. RC, them getting James Conner back, does that help cure a lot of the L's? You know, and and, and you because of James Conner's story, you want to say that he has, like, a big impact to play, but he'll, he'll be okay. You know, he'll he'll run better. Uh, I think getting Marquise Pouncey back is huge. Obviously, he's been gone for the last couple of games. I think he's the guy that Ben has a great rapport with. He's the leader of that offensive line. He makes a ton of the calls. I think that helps as well when you get James Conner back. But remember, those guys were playing or those guys started the game when you couldn't get fourth down conversions or fourth and ones or third and ones against the Dallas Cowboys a few weeks ago where Big Ben and Juju Juju Smith-Schuster had to come and bail those guys out late in that game. And so I just think this run game is something that they've abandoned. Anytime you throw the ball 53 times against Washington, it says that you're doing a little bit too much in that part of your game plan. So the Steelers really need to nail down a way that they can get a run game first and then move to some play action, not have to go so many spread and empty formations exposing Ben Roethlisberger to getting further contact or to getting hit in the pocket. Last night, RC, we're sitting up watching the Dallas Cowboys-Baltimore Ravens game. Like many, you were doing the same thing. And Dez Bryant was not on the field. He was pulled off doing warm-ups because yeah. like, he tested positive for COVID, which was pretty strange. It reminds me of what happened with Justin Turner, mm-hmm. the third baseman of the Los Angeles Dodgers that was taken out of the game. Yeah. What did you make of him being pulled doing warm-ups? <sighs> I mean, I mean, you know, Key, if you get the test back, you have to pull them. Uh, for what I hear is because the Ravens are super close to their testing centers that they were supposed to get those tests back tomorrow morning. And he had a, he had a, he had an inconclusive, and then he took another one that said he tested positive, a rapid test that said he tested positive for COVID. It's actually kind of scary. You know, you almost wish that they just wouldn't have pulled him and just tricked us and pulled the wool over our eyes because, listen, Des Bryant was on the field pregame. Des Bryant was hugging members of the Cowboys staff, warming up with obviously players in his locker room and on his own own team. And so that's scary. It's scary to know that even with the constant testing that you can have a guy preparing to play a game who is COVID positive. And I think, you know, on the other side of it, the football side of it, sucks for Dez, don't it? Like it seems like dude can't catch a break. He's obviously getting opportunity to play against his old team. He's extremely excited. And it's not like they told him in the morning or they told him the day before. You, you've gotten to the stadium. You know, you probably took you some – some zip fizz or some pre-workout, you're fired up, you got your Juvie and the Hot Boys on your headphones, and then they come get you and tell you you can't play? 
Like, that has to be a difficult situation for Dez. And so the way that the whole thing transpired is definitely strange. But the NFL says, you know, it contact traced. It did everything that it possibly could to make sure all the players were safe. Obviously, it just sucks with the timing for Dez Bryant. But but did they do that, RC? I mean, you, you talk about contact tracing after he's already hugged all these people. Like, how can you properly monitor the situation? Did the NFL handle this correctly? You know, I don't. I don't. I mean, from a perception standpoint, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look, you look at a perception standpoint. We 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 supposed to Utah Jazz it, right? We we supposed to run on the court and say, hey, you can't play this game, right? Like like that's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to. You're supposed to feel that way in the moment that something catastrophic happened because this guy was on the field. You know, I think that's the way you would have liked them to handle it. But if you have half a brain, you understand how money works, you understand how TV works, you understand that the NFL is driven by money and TV, then you understand why they played the football game. And, you know, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of questions asked about this. Dez actually asked it uh, on Twitter Last night, you know, I think he had had him a glass or two and he was feeling kind of frisky. So he said, how y'all playing the game? If I've been out there hugging people, he had a little hate on his heart. You know what I'm saying? But if you got hate, let it out. Hey, RC, <laughs> me and you, we should get into college coaching, man, because you can get a job in college and you can go less than 500 to get an extension. They, they, they talk an extension with these coaches hey, that can't win John games. Harbaugh. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, right? Man, exactly. let's, just, let's just get into coaching, hey. RC. Win three or four games a year and get big hey. money. <laughs> I didn't see hey, it all in 2020, man. Look like us, brother. Oh, I didn't see it all in 2020. Just keep graduating those guys, those general studies degrees, bro. Those general <laughs> studies degrees. <laughs> Kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thanks. We'll see you on Get Up with Greeny and the Gang coming up at the top of the hour on ESPN. Man, have a good one. All, all right, right Same to you, Ryan Clark, joining us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas. Gives the unbeatable engine protection, the proofs, and the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W. Only in America. 30. Thank you, Don King. All right, I, can win, the- <laughs> I can win five games to get an extension. That really goes great. Just or you can make more money by going to an NFL team after that. <laughs> well, he's a better NFL coach. And then fail and go back to college. And I wasn't just, talk- was just talking about hardball, though. I'm just thinking in general. Got to break. Got to break. Got to break. We're going to fill in the blank. Simply put, we're not going to ask the four teams that will make the college football playoff. The guys are going to tell us the four teams that should Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. This one's pretty simple, right? I'll give a statement. The fellas will fill in the blank and we'll have a little bit of fun. 
The college football playoff committee will unveil the four teams that will make the playoffs Sunday, December 20th at noon Eastern on ESPN. So those will be the four teams eventually that will make the playoff. Okay, Key and Jay, here we go. Let's modify the question. The four teams that not will, the four teams that should make the college football playoff are fill in the blank. It, it should based on the college football or us. You. Sure. I, I would – well, I mean, be quiet, Jay. I'm going to say <laughs> Alabama, Notre Dame. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Okay. Even though Clemson has the loss. Right. <sighs> Ohio State, and then I'm going to add USC in there. And the reason I'm adding Jeez. USC in there because they, got, they will have Stop. the same record as Ohio Stop. State, six games, and undefeated. That's all I'm saying. I don't care. Stop. I don't care what you say, Jay. If Ohio State can get in with six wins okay. and play in a championship, we're playing in a you conference championship game. Arizona State and Arizona Stop. They played Michigan State. They played Penn they State. They played Nebraska. Rutgers. That's Rutgers. Like, stop, man. Zubin, I don't, don't want do to get that into that. <laughs> no, I don't want to get into that, though, Jay. I'm just being just honest. Please stop being a homer and throwing USC in the conversation. I'm throwing them in the conversation. If You don't you don't have to throw them in your conversation. This I know, is my rankings. I, I know it's your rankings. I hear it every other week. Every week, actually. On Key's power But you, you want to see Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in it, though, huh? Every year, you want to see them. No. Yeah, I have right. Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. That's what the committee's thinking at the moment. There you we'll go. They just don't like us out west. Okay, men will move on. USC right now, 15th in the rankings. Yeah, which is perpetuating a narrative. <laughs> we went out per- to Utah and smashed them. Pushing a narrative. Stop, That's man. not true. Hate. From college football to the NFL, we don't need four teams here. We just need one. The team to beat in the NFC is fill in the blank. New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans Saints. The Saints. Drew Brees is back. Taysom Hill's holding things together. When Drew Brees comes back and starts playing, they will have more wins, and he'll get in the rhythm when Michael Thomas is back in the flow. They, they, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Kamara. I mean, just it, it's fine. They, New Orleans Saints. The Arizona Cardinals. I'm joking. <laughs> the New say. Orleans Saints. <laughs> okay. Both your faces, by the way. Oh, oh. What, 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 what are you talking about? No. No, you you would have picked Arizona just to try to mess with me. Of course, because you love the air raid. Indeed. Here's a cute one from the AFC. (laughs) Well done, Zubin. Thank you. The Steelers currently at 11-1. The Steelers currently at 11-1 will finish with a record of fill-in-the-blanky. 14-2. 14-2. I mean, you know, that's kind of the way I see it. You got Buffalo Sunday night. I think they lose to Buffalo. I, I, I think the Buffalo game might, they might get clipped. Short that's week. It. That's yeah. what I had. I that's have fourteen it. and two. I, I I think they lose to Buffalo. I think they bounce back. They win the next three games after that. And obviously, short week for Buffalo too. Okay, so NBA. All right, here we go. The team that James Harden will end up on is fill in the blank. Seventy sixers. It sounds like to me. It feels like it'll be the seventy sixers relationship. Uh, you know, uh, Durham Morley has a relationship or had a relationship with Houston. And so that conversation could be easy. It could be hard. Uh, but I think that James wants out, and that's where James prefers to go other than Brooklyn. And I think that they just get the deal done uh, in Sixerland, Philly. So Philly fans could be happy. Team Delilah. Oh, I'm sorry. What team were we? Oh, basketball team. Not Yes. Like, okay. Establishment yes. team. Not after the game. Yes. Um, During the game. <laughs> what? Nothing, man. Just go. <laughs> I would say – 
<laughs> Philadelphia 76ers. It's just it's same as key. It makes it, it seems like it makes sense. Daryl Morey's already there. They have the superstar that they can get in return. Ben Simmons get some first round picks if that's what the 76ers have. They don't sell extra. Never mind. No. <laughs> we'll see if Daryl Morey and James Harden can uh, make it rain in Philly. Okay. <laughs> the teams. You guys didn't think I had it in me. The team that is most likely to beat the Lakers next season is fill in the blank, Laker fan. Lakers. Okay. <laughs> Lakers can only beat themselves. Sabotaging themselves. Yeah, by not playing well, injuries. Because when you look at it, we don't know what these teams out of the East makeup is going to be. We have no idea. We think we know Brooklyn's going to be good. We don't know what those injuries are, what the rust feels like. We don't know if James Harden's going to Philly, what that's who's what Giannis and his new teammates are going to do. We don't have any idea. We kind of know what's in the West. There's nothing that – Clippers are there, but this is a whole new thing. Like Doc Rivers said the other day, and I'll say it for Doc, Ty Lue was sitting right next to Doc. So if no adjustments was being made, mm-hmm. you know, you too have a protege that's sitting right there. Don't so. get me started on PG. That's for another conversation off air. Um, I would probably say the Brooklyn Nets just because I, I think Kevin Durant's going to come back and remind people, barring injury, of how special of a talent that he is. Now, whether they can find out answers defensively on that team is another question, but offensively, the fire punch, the firepower they will have will be different for teams to handle in the East. That would be something. Here we go. Lastly, Jay Will's favorite sitcom is obviously. Not. It's not. <laughs> oh, you guys are the worst. That was a setup question. It's a setup question. Seinfeld. I asked you, Zubin, what do you actually, growing up, what do you think my favorite sitcom was? Growing up for me. Cheers. Cheers. I bet you Keita even watched this. Hmm. What's the genre? Can you give us like a hint? Is it sci-fi, comedy, drama? It's like comedy. Little, comedy. In living color. Uh, no, close. A different world. Oh, a different world. Okay. You didn't watch a different world, Keith? I did, but it was it was just cool. Wasn't it not, not that heavy on the on the West Coast? No, it, it, no, no. It was it, we watched it, but it was it was just cool. Lisa Bonet, right? It wasn't, that, yeah, it wasn't all that to yeah. you. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, a different world was so. my jam back in the day. It was That's cool. What, yeah, it was cool. Okay, it was cool. All right. What's yours? Man, I just watch whatever's on television. ID Network. What? <laughs> that your, wasn't out then. What's your favorite sitcom right now? I don't really. Martin, reruns, you know, BET. So you're going streaming old school. Yeah, BET. He he said a whole network. He said BET. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever we got on, whether it's Living Single, Martin in the Middle of the Night. BET. Give me the whole damn network. Yeah, I'm going to watch BET. And if you don't like it, so what? The Alphabet Soup. BET, ID, ESPN, he's all over it. ID Network is interesting, though. I watched one last night. Stop. I don't want to hear about any more murder mysteries. <laughs> Man, this lady was crazy. See, That's all I, I don't want to hear. No, stop. Crazy. Cat crazy. <laughs> crazy is a car full of monkeys. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zoom, and let me keep going. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless, new platinum unlimited plan includes phone protection, 65 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text, data, and more. Mobile protect terms. Asurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations, exclusions apply. Wait till you see what Michigan's brass said about Ohio State. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. 